You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. It's no coincidence I was sharing with the choir and the band in the back room that the men are starting a Bible study tomorrow night. The women are starting on Wednesday. Even if you've not signed up, please come. You'll not be turned away. God is preparing our hearts for, for this revival. I believe revival has already started. If you were not la- uh, here last Sunday, I, I didn't even speak. The Lord just showed up in a powerful way. And uh, I just expected I would preach the same message. I titled it, I believe, Revive Us Again. And I just uh, planned on preaching that message this morning until late in the week the Lord led me in a different direction. So the title of the message this morning is My Own Vineyard. Back when we uh, was going through COVID and uh, we shut down for a few weeks there and was doing uh, church in the parking lot and live stream and, and different things, we wanted to... Uh, reach out to all of our volunteers. And uh, we were overwhelmed when we sat down as a staff and began to uh, make a list. We had about 300 uh, volunteers, and we mailed each one of those a Chick-fil-A card, I believe for 20 or $25, something like that. Um, so we, our volunteers are very, very special. And this message today... Uh, is for everybody in the house and everybody on live stream and those that watch on WBOY. But maybe there's a little uh, more bang uh, that I'm trying to go uh, toward all of our volunteers. So uh, I want to read from the book of Song of Solomon. Solomon, excuse me, verse chapter one, verse six. Before I read, I don't know. I got a little heaviness on me here for some reason. Miss Mary, would you stand and and pray that uh, the Lord would clear my mind and uh, lead me this morning? Holy Spirit, we come before you this morning, Father, just thanking you, Lord, for your presence. Mm -hmm. Father, your word says that when the enemy would come in like a flood, Lord, that you'd raise up that standard against him. That's your word this morning. And I pray for the shepherd of this flock today. I pray, God, that you build a hedge of protection around him. I pray this morning, God, that every spirit that would come against him in the name of Jesus, I pray, I rebuke that. I pray, God, that the word that you've given him, God, a special word this morning for this flock, God would come forth with power and with might, Lord. I pray, God, for each heart that's here. I pray, God, as that seed that he plants today falls, oh God. I pray today that it'll fall on good soil. I pray today, God, that we can leave this place knowing that we've been in the presence of a mighty God today. A mighty God. I pray, God, today even for myself, Lord, clear my clutter out of my mind. Lord God, this morning, the enemy, Lord, wants to attack 
because he sees something in the stirring and in the making this day, oh God. Hallelujah. We're believing and trusting you this morning, Lord, for souls, for the harvest, oh God. I pray, God, as we go forth, Lord, that many souls would be one. And God, that great and mighty things are going to be accomplished in this house this morning. I declare it through the name and through the blood of Jesus Christ this morning. Clear his thoughts, anoint him, I pray, and we'll not fail to praise you and give you glory for it's in the name above every name this morning. That name where every knee will bow and every tongue will confess Mm -hmm. that you are God and God alone. And I praise you this morning, Lord. Amen. Amen. If you are able, stand with me this morning as we read the Word of God. Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 6. Again, the title, My Own Vineyard. Somebody say, My Own Vineyard. Look not upon me, because I am black. Because the Son hath looked upon me. My mother's children, some translations say, my mother's sons were angry with me, and they made me the keeper of the vineyards. But my own vineyard have I not kept. Father, I thank you for this word. And God, I pray now that our hearts would be open. And as we heard this young lady make a confession, my own vineyard have I not kept. I pray, God, that if we're guilty of that, that we will make that same confession and, God, you will breathe fresh on our lives. In Jesus' name, and amen. You may be seated. These words right here are most challenging to all who are engaged in the service of the Lord. And when you pull in in the mornings here at Jewel City, right out the gate, you see Uh, people in the parking lot directing you, no matter whether it's raining or snowing. or And then you park your car and you make your way into the building and there's greeters there and there's people working in behind guest services. And you make your way down the hall and you walk by our cafe and you see the wonderful food that's uh, laid out there that you can have a little snack before you come to church. Uh, We want you to be in a good mood, you know, and if your stomach's barking at you, you're probably not gonna like anything I say. And then you go on down the hall and uh, you come to this real nice counter and uh, they've got all kind of computers and they, they check your kids in and you turn around and you're like, thank, me. thank you, Jesus. I got rid of them for an hour. And so then you walk in and we got these beautiful lights going on and uh, we've got the, uh, the media team and we've got prayer warriors and I, I could just go on and on and on and on. Uh, so I, I want you to listen to what I'm gonna say. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 30. I went by the fields of the slothful, and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding, and lo, it was all grown over with thorns, and nettles had covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. See, there's a warning that comes to us in these, in these verses, especially to us, that are in service of the Lord. Beware of the barrenness, barrenness of a busy life. You hear me? You can come out 
and be on your post. You can be in a rainstorm and parking cars and still not be in the presence of God. You can show up and sing in the choir. You can show up and work in any of the ministries when it's your name is on the schedule and still not be in the presence of God. Too often a public profession and public activity is accompanied with a inward spiritual neglect to where you show up and you do your job and you do it well and everybody sees you, but inside there's something missing. You've worked somebody else's vineyard, but you let yours go to waste. Here in the song of Solomon, the one who confesses her neglect in this passage was not neglectful of her duties. She worked hard. The Bible said she was black. She was not black by birth. She was black by the sun where she worked out in the heat of the day and neglected her own vineyard. So I started reading a little bit about that and studying a little bit about that. She neglected her own self from the oil, from the creams, and all the other young ladies in the community. They were pampered a little bit. I'm not saying she was lazy because she wasn't. She went to work every day. You need to hear me this morning there is an inner man that you've got to take care of, okay? If you want a revival, showing up, parking cars, please no one leave here today thinking I'm offended uh, or upset because uh, uh, of all the volunteers. I want us to volunteer, but I want us to take care of the inner man first uh, and it'll change. Parking cars will not change your life. Singing in a choir, showing up when you got a solo will not change your life. What will change your life is when you work the vineyard of your inner man, you get in the word of God and get in a prayer closet and get in the presence of God and work your vineyard. Somebody give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, we will have a revival. She had been made black by the sun as she labored among the vines of the heat of the day. She was the keeper of the vineyards, but she neglected her own vineyard. Three things I want to share with you today. One, beginning, it is a privilege we enjoy the privilege of working the Lord's vineyards. It is a privilege every day that I walk in this place, and honestly, because I live so close, I'm here normally seven days a week at some time or another, and it is a privilege every day that I walk in this house. And it is what an amazing privilege to stand behind this sacred desk every Sunday morning and work the vineyard that God has placed me in. It's a privilege that I enjoy Vernon, it is a privilege for you and Michelle to work the vineyards here. 
Pastor Aaron, it is a privilege for you and your family. And I can go around the room, media and nursery workers. And it is a privilege, do you hear me? So what is the privilege? That we as Christians, as servants of the Lord, are keepers of the Lord's vineyards. What a privilege, what an honor that God would choose me that God would choose you to do what you're doing. And the Bible tells us to do all things as unto the Lord. What a privilege, Pastor Rita, that every day you get to come here and serve and work for God, that we as Christians, as servants of the Lord, are keepers of the Lord's vineyards. Myself, it's a privilege. We are saved by his wonderful grace. I said we are saved by his wonderful grace. I want to read to you out of Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 out of the NIV. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works. Somebody say, not by works. So that no one can boast. Now, I was praying over this, honestly, and, and it came to my mind. I didn't read it anywhere, and I jotted it down because uh, if, just because it came here don't mean it'll stay here. Anybody else got that problem? And here's what I felt the Spirit lay in me. If your works can't save you, why would you feel your works will sustain you? Amen. <laughs> If, if your works can't save you, what makes you feel like showing up Sunday morning doing your thing will sustain you. Amen. You will leave dry. You will leave disappointed. I will let you down. You'll have some fault with the music. You'll have some fault with the preaching, but you'll never leave here satisfied unless you take a drink out of the spout where the glory comes out on your own. Do you hear me? You can show up early in the morning uh, and you can park cars. Uh, you can cook food. You can prepare your lesson, but unless you take care of your own inner man, you will not be satisfied. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. <laughs> privileged. I said privileged. He has set us in a place where we are to labor for him. What a privilege. And we are in that place by divine appointment. I didn't go looking for this job. I didn't sign up for it. I didn't fill out an application. And I know without question it was a divine appointment. Song of Solomon, verse six, they made me the keeper of the vineyards. Been made, compelled to keep the vineyards. The same is true with you. The same is true with me that God has called and divinely appointed us in a certain place where he wants to use us. Been compelled to serve him he chose us. Listen to John 15 and 16. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. I've had men ask before, where have I been ordained? 
Well, I've never been ordained by a man, but I know that I've been ordained of God to do what God has called me to do. Uh, maybe you've not been ordained to clean a church, uh, but God has called you to clean a church. Uh, so what God calls, he will ordain. Uh, if God calls you, he will equip you and he will make a way. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. So Jesus made the first choice. He chose to love you. He chose to love me. He chose to die for you and he chose to die for me. Now we make the next choice. So I'm not only preaching to people that are connected to the church, but we make the next choice whether we'll accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior or we will reject him. That's a choice. Without his choice, there is no choice for us to make. And God loves you this morning. So all we did was obey his call. In Matthew chapter 21, verse 28, a certain man had two sons. And he came to the first and he said, son, go work today in my vineyard. And he answered and said, I will not. But afterwards, he repented and went. Where's your vineyard? Your vineyard is where God has planted you. Mothers, I've heard some mothers say, well, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. That's a foolish statement. I'm just a stay-at-home mom. If you're a stay-at-home mom and God has called you to a stay-at-home mom, to be a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home to dad, I don't know, then tend to the vineyard. If you're a stay-at-home mom, oh boy, help me Jesus. Your house ought to look like a pig's pen. Uh-oh. Where is your vineyard? Business, if, it's in, if you're a businessman, where is your vineyard? It's, it's at your place of employment. It's your place of employment and you ought to do it well. You ought to show up early. You ought to be the last one to leave. If you're a businessman and you're in charge of a business, everybody that works for you ought to know you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. If you're a sold out businessman that has really had an experience with God and you're working your own vineyard, not just a vineyard at the business, uh, then you have God inside of you that you'll be able to pray for your employees with your employee. Do you hear what I'm saying? A businessman. If you're a, if you're a soldier, then your vineyard is in the army or the Marines or the Navy. Do it at your best. It's where God has placed you with a privilege to be where God has placed you. What a privilege it is to be a keeper of one of the Lord's vineyards, but you need to hear me. But immense danger faces us. Song of Solomon, chapter one, verse six. My mother's sons were angry with me. One translation says sons, another one says children. 
My mother's sons were angry with me and made me take care of the vineyards. And I, I wonder, what does that mean, uh, my mother's sons? And back in that time, uh, it could have been a half-brothers or it could have been pro- probably the father had passed away. And in that time, immediately, the sons uh, uh, took on the responsibility of the leadership of the family. She said, my father's sons were angry with me and made me take care of the vineyards. And then there's a confession that comes and it follows right after that. In verse six, it said, my own vineyard I have neglected. Search our hearts, God. Search our hearts, God. God, you know we show up on time for our duty here in your vineyard. God, you know I show up on Saturday Make sure the building's clean. God, you know I show up on Saturday and lay out the food. God, you know I show up on Sunday morning before anybody else gets up and make sure that the choir is ready and and, and every singer shows up on time. God, you know that we park cars. God, you know, be careful. The danger we face, how easy it is to serve the Lord zealously, to be on the job early and on time or whatever and yet neglect our own inner life our own inner spirit man, our own personal communion with the Lord himself, our own study of his word, and our own fellowship with God in the secret place. I shared with them in the back, I can say earlier in my ministry, that was my struggle. My struggle was not adultery, and my struggle was not alcohol. My struggle was not this or that. My struggle was wanting to just do everything else and not spend time with God. And I, I, I can remember hearing Billy Graham, the great Dr. Billy Graham, saying uh, in an interview, he must have been in his 90s, and they said, if you could go back and turn back time, what would you do different? They was expecting him to say, well, something great, you know. He He said, I'll tell you exactly two things I would do different. Uh, He said, I would pray more instead of preparing as much as I did. And I'd spend more time with my family. I'm asking us, uh, if we want a revival, we can't only work the vineyards of the Lord. We've got to work our own vineyards, uh, our own spirit, man. We've got to make a decision that coming to God's house and serving God is not enough. Uh, It will fall short every time. We got to say, God, here I am. Search me, oh God. Give me a new desire in my heart. Somebody stand to your feet and give God a hand clap of praise and say, God, here I am. Search me, oh God. Search me. Woo! Search me. Come on, bless the Lord. Touch us, God. Woo! John chapter 15, verse five. Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, not whoever shows up and works at the church, he it is that bears much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. Not only for those that show up on time and I appreciate you, but I'm gonna be bold And I'm sure some only show up when they're on the schedule. If that's the case, I would encourage you to take yourself off the schedule and get yourself where you need to be in the presence of God Almighty. Do you hear me? 
We don't need no applause right there. We can never lift ourselves above the level of our own spiritual experience. You can't take somebody where uh, you've never been before your own. Can't do it. Do not neglect your own spiritual life. So maybe you failed. Maybe you failed the Lord in this request. What about your inner life? Do you need to make that confession that this young girl, she said, my own vineyard, I have neglected. Revival won't start until it starts in your heart. When it starts in your heart, there must be a remedy. The remedy we apply, how, how do we, how can we keep our own vineyards? How can we do what we need to do in our own lives? Bible speaks about pruning, cutting off fruitless branches which hinder the living branches from bearing fruit. Listen to what Jesus said in John 15 and two, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it that it may bring forth more fruit. Dead branches will never produce fruit. I'm talking to church people today. What needs cut off in your life? What are you watching on the internet before you come to do your work here at the house of God? Not only will that dead branch never produce fruit, it will infect the rest of the tree. It'll kill it. Perhaps you have a dead branch in your life, you can ask the Lord to take it away. You don't feel that anybody knows what you're watching, but God knows exactly what you're watching. You may feel like nobody knows what you're putting in your body, but God knows exactly what you're putting in your body. I'm speaking tonight and I hope everybody comes. The Bible said it's the little foxes that spoil the grapes. Slander, murmuring. We, want, we really want revived. When I say revival, I'm not talking about a house full of people and a band playing that's never played like that before and people clapping and jumping up and down and leaving the same way they came in. That is not a revival. That's a night of entertainment. Purging, the word purge means to cleanse, to prune. This is not talking about the dead branches, but to the living branches which need cut back in order that the fruit will continue to grow and just be luscious. I like a good peach, man. I'll tell you, you know, when you bite, you can tell a good peach when you just bite into it and you gotta stand in this posture, you gotta stand like this because the juice is just flowing all down your whole body. How long's it been? since you had the presence of God dripping all over you to where you needed a bib to keep from getting all messed up. You know what the Bible speaks about lukewarmness, uh, how he, God, if we're lukewarm, he'll spew us out of his mouth. I don't like to get in a shower. We got one of them continual hot water things. And when the electric goes off, it goes from 120 degrees back to 108 degrees. Uh, so there's times I'm uh, away from the house when the electric goes off and don't even know that it went off uh, until I got in the shower and I got all oh, man, I, this is going to feel good. And I turn it on and then I wait a minute or so and I step in, I'm like, holy smokes, uh, Lynn, turn it back up. 
Maybe that's what God's saying to us today. You don't think I know what you're doing? You don't think I know that you're showing up only when you're on the schedule? You don't think I know that you're only showing up when you got the solo part and all week long, oh, you get up and you do all this on Sunday, but I never see you the rest of the week. I never hear you. God's saying, you better turn up the heat because I know exactly who and what we're doing and God don't like lukewarm Christians. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Stand with me, church. Stand with me. Stand with me and stay focused. I'm trying to stay focused. Stay with me. That word purge means to cleanse. The purging and cleansing, it refers to all that is sinful. Everything that displeases the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1 in the NIV. Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. I want to read it again. Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything. I'm trembling. I'm trembling. Purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness unto the reverence for God. Branches that don't bear fruit are cut off at the trunk. What are you holding on to that you've tried to trim it back, but it's dead? You can't trim back something that's dead and expect to grow fruit. It's got to be cut completely off. You need to hear me. If you're flirting with somebody that's outside of the covenant of God that you've made with a man or a woman, you better cut it off now because it's going to destroy your whole family. You say, hey, man, you're, you're talking to us children of God. I know exactly. I've counseled people, man, and seen them devastated, seen men and women. You better hear me. You think the grass is greener on the other side of the fence? There's a septic tank under there. That's exactly right. That's what I thought. Whatever, and it's not just the adulterous affairs and fornication and the alcohol and all. You come back tonight and you hear about the little foxes that you want to murmur and complain, slander, cause division. When we get all these things right, then we'll be revived. You hear me? Purge, prune, cutting back branches, fruitful branches. It's to continue growth. What do you have in your life? It just needs pruned a little bit. In other words, God must sometimes discipline us to strengthen our character and to strengthen our faith. Hmm. The last that I want to share is provision. If the vineyard is to be kept in good order, there's got to be nourishment and fertilization. We'll need for the soil. I was coming down Saltwell Road yesterday and I got so excited. Looks to me like they're going to have the pumpkin farm again next year. 
The old boy had his tractor out there and he had a manure spreader. Anybody know what a manure spreader is? I've been called that before. <laughs> it just came to my mind. <laughs> my initials, Bob Shingleton B.S. <laughs> I heard that in a funeral this week. Never heard that before in a funeral, but I did, I did. But I'm coming down Saltwell and there the old boy is in the, in the pumpkin patch. Both sides of his driveway was almost black. And he was spreading that fertilizer. We'll, we, we'll be nice. We'll call it fertilizer. It came right out of the barn. came right out of the cow. You know what I'm trying to say. We were in the Amish country uh, about three or four weeks ago, and I had to go back over and pick something up myself or take something back. And I drove over by myself the other day and turned around and came right back. And I came by a farm, and I said, seen the same thing. It was fertilizing. What are you putting in your soil? If the only thing you're putting in your soil is coming to work on Sunday morning here and listening to me, your soil's in bad shape. Bad shape. Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 says, But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut the door, Pray to thy Father, which is in secret, and thy Father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. Prayer only in the public place indicates God is not your audience. I'll say it again in case you missed it. Prayer only in the public place indicates that God is not your audience. When you can get alone with God, and you can pray and say, God, here I am, God. It's just me and you, God. And God, I don't have to tell you my struggle because you already know my struggle, God. That's when you'll be revived. When you slow down a little bit from your busy life. and Say, God, I need you every day. 2 Timothy 2 and 15, do your best. And when I read this, and it's in the NIV, I thought to myself, God never asked us to be a scholar. God didn't ask us to memorize the whole Bible. He said, do your best to present yourselves to God as one approved. My best is not your best. You hear me? Your best is not your neighbor's best. It's your best. Do your best to show yourselves to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the Word of God. That inward man needs the Word of God, not just from the pulpit. needs to come from you. Your prayer and your Word. Protection. And this is where I'll be going tonight. If we are to take care of our inner life, we need to be constantly on the lookout for the little foxes. We want to stand and we want to talk and teach and preach about adultery and alcohol and drugs. Song of Solomon in chapter 2, verse 15. Take us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. It's not always the big foxes. It's often the little foxes that will rob you of power. My, my, my. 
and spoil our testimony. Little foxes. I don't, I used to, I was raised no alcohol at all. None, zero. Mentality, you, you drink a beer, you're going to hell, man. You're going to burn. And uh, I'm not God. And I'm not going to place myself on the mercy seat. I asked a guy one time, I said, would it bother you if I walked in Go Mart and bought a quart of beer? Wouldn't bother me at all. I'd drink it with you. I think it would ruin my testimony. Do you? I think it would ruin my testimony. Okay. So it's the little things that we've got to be careful for. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I want to read one more scripture. Psalms chapter 139. Verse 23 and 24. And before I read that, I'll say this as every head's bowed and every eye's closed. I'm the mailman. I delivered the mail. You know very well if you're taking care of your own vineyard. You know very well if you've allowed it to grow up with thorns and thistles because you've not taken care of your own vineyard. So here's the answer in Psalms 139, verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know thy thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Beware of the danger of neglecting your own vineyard, your own inner life, your spirit, man. It's every head is bowed and every eye is closed. I'd ask you to be honest. If you're a Christian today, and this message kind of curled up inside of you and said, hey, you've not been taking care of your own vineyard like God wants you to. Would you lift your hand toward heaven? There's a young man here uh, only comes on Sunday mornings and a few weeks back he showed up on a Sunday night and I talked to him and I said, what are you doing, man? He said, I want more. I want more. I came back for some more. So every one of you raise your hand. You're under conviction. That's the Spirit of God speaking to your heart. He's telling you He's got more. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed and nobody looking around, my next question is, if you was to die today, would heaven be your home? And if you say, I hope so, I think so, maybe so, that's not the answer. If you're here today, you know whether you've prayed and asked Christ to forgive you of your sins. I'm not going to come to you. I'm not going to single you out right where you're at today. If you can't answer 100% yes, I'm ready to meet my maker. God loves you and God will save you today. If you'd like to have that assurance, you'd like to ask Christ in your heart, ask Christ to forgive you of your sins and begin a relationship with your creator, God Almighty. Right where you're at, again, I'll not single you out. Slip your hand up high. Slip your hand up high. Keep it up high for a moment. Is there one? I see your hand, ma'am. Somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else. I see that. I see those two hands. 
I see that hand there clear in the back last row. Somebody else. I see your hand in the front row, ma'am. Somebody else, somebody else, somebody else, somebody else, somebody else. I see your hand, sir. Somebody else, somebody else, somebody else, somebody else. I don't tarry long. I can't shame you. I can't drag you. You can only be saved if the Spirit of God draws you. If you're here this morning and you raised your hand, or maybe you didn't raise your hand, and you'd like to ask Christ into your life, pray this prayer and mean it from the bottom of your heart, Lord Jesus. Ah, thank you, Lord. Today, I ask you into my heart. Today, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. From this day forward, Lord, teach me to tend my vineyards. Cleanse me, Lord. Lord, I repent of my sins and I'm sorry for my failures and my past. And from this day forward, Lord, I do my best to live my life for you. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. 